Hello and good morning, peacemakers. It's your girl, Dawn Stone, also known as the Conflict Chick, and I am here on August 16th, 2022, for a very, very important celebration today. A year ago today, I experienced something that I think 64 million Americans experience on a daily basis. It's living in a space where ableism is one of the biggest, most interesting, yet um, most interesting experiences you can have. Ableism from a prejudice and a bias standpoint um, and a privileged standpoint, it is the one thing we truly take for granted. Now, ableism by definition is the abilities, the, 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 the ways that people who are what they call able-bodied live, breathe, and move through the universe. So that means a person normalizes that standard above all things. And the irony is that we have millions of people who live with a disability. And being able-bodied has us forget that every day. So let me give you an example. If you walked into a workplace today, you, my friend, have the privilege of being an able-bodied individual, meaning you're able to move your legs go into a space where someone who has a disability or a difference cannot. So you think about the lives of people who are amputees. You think about the lives of people who are severely disformed or even a little disfigured in their bodies and their their abilities in some type of way. You think think of people with uh, muscle conditions, neuro differences, you know, differences in the mind that doesn't afford them the same opportunities as someone else. So today is very special to me because August 16, 2021, I experienced a TIA, which is what they will call a mini stroke. So my body, in fact, at this time right now, I was experiencing a stroke. And how did I know it was a stroke? I was driving my car, taking my daughter to school, and I realized that the street began to feel like a game. It seemed as if the asphalt was crippling and crumbling uh, right in front of my eyes, and I felt like I was in a game. And then I remember in that moment being on the phone with a friend of mine from college and I told him, hey, let me give you a call back. Something's going on here. So I felt my body pull to the left. I felt myself drooping and then my head and eyes got weary. For 35 minutes, my brain did not receive oxygen. So the long-term effects of that could have killed me. I could have instantly not been here a year later, which means I wouldn't be having this podcast or anything else. I was afforded the opportunity to make it home. 
and I called an ambulance and asked them to keep the lights off because my son was still asleep. I gave the keys to my oldest daughter and I told her I may or may not be back. I am not sure what's going on. And I had to entrust my life, my decisions in the hands of my then 18 year old, oh no, 19 year old daughter. And I went into the emergency room and there began my journey of what ableism is truly about. I learned not only what it felt like to be ignored, I also felt what it was like to not be able to talk, not be able to walk, not be able to to have a conversation in a coherent and logical way. I, in essence, had enough strength to peck on my phone and ask my best friend to call my folks. And so four days later, after being hospitalized, I was able to go home. I had acquired a little more mobility than I had, but I was on a walker. I could not type. I could see some, but again, I was thankful because ableism is a real thing. I was able to see my privilege of living as an able-bodied individual for 48 years and not realizing how harmful I was just skipping through life. I know that seems a bit extreme, but if we can think every day, how can we be more inclusive? How can we make sure that people who have a permanent difference or permanent disability or even a temporary one, how can we help that 64 million people who live with a disability in the United States alone? How can we help every day as we design work, as we interview people for jobs in our organizations, as we set up workspaces for people virtually and in the office? As we design restaurants, bathrooms, wash bowls for people so they can get their hair done in a salon and not have to have people come to them with a bucket and a spray. How can you make sure that you hold the door for people that you know are struggling instead of running up quickly? How can you prevent yourself from parking in handicapped spots? because it's closer to the building. How can you make a difference daily? That's the one thing that I wanna ask you to consider today. How can you as an individual make a difference daily? For one, it would be to stop some of the stuff we were talking about. Stop parking close to the building if you know your able body can walk from the back of the parking lot to the front door. Stop walking through the buildings and doors really quickly so you don't have to hold the door or make eye contact with the person you see or may not see that has some type of difference or disability. Stop making fun of folks who can't do things as quickly as you can. Stop writing people up at work because they don't process as many invoices and calls as as you do. Stop holding people to a standard that you have (laughs) described as normal. 
or normalized in your able world. So you see, we all have a way that we can make a difference. Because some people say, Dawn, okay, you're a little hard. In this DEI world, diversity, equity, inclusion world, I just can't do all these things. I'm not a person that's going to be out on the front line. But no, you are the person on your front porch. You are the person in that seat of uh, at work. You're that person in the seat on a bus. You're the person in the seat in a restaurant. You can make a difference every single day if you choose to. You can make the world better by designing and questioning and requiring more. Yesterday I did a TikTok in the gym and I talked about ways to make gyms more accessible by allowing the the gym team or the floor, the maintenance, whoever, to set up distance between those machines. How about getting a machine into your facility that can be used by someone with a disability? Maybe they can roll their walkers up or their wheelchairs up and get a good workout. It's got to go beyond the therapy pool with the two levers that allow people to be lowered into the pool. It's got to be more than the playground where only able-bodied kids get to run around and play. It's got to be more than a workplace with 16 steps and no elevators or no ramps. It's got to be more than the restaurant who only has high tops. And we do a lot of swanky things for people that are able-bodied. You see, people, we have a, a way of making a difference daily. And so in that brush, that moment, those moments in my life where I realized I literally could have died. In that same storm of life, which became a blessing for me, I did lose two dear friends from childhood. Hashim, Aisha, forever a part of my story. Not just from middle school and high school, but from life. And my life was chosen to be spared on that day for a reason. So I ask you if you're hearing this video today, you're hearing this podcast today, why are you still here? Something, someone, and the universe feels that you are still necessary. So make sure every single day you live as a necessity. And in that necessity, make sure you include somebody outside of yourself in the work. Lobby ask questions, write letters, move and make change daily. This message today is for teachers, parents, siblings, dog lovers, cat lovers, fish lovers, lovers of the land, military folk, people who are able and people who are not. So that means every last one of us. Decide today that today is the day that you will be intentional every single day for the next 365. Then make another commitment to yourself like I did. Every day I live for someone outside of myself. Every day I live for myself. And within every 30 days, I take a mental break for myself and I do something fun. 
I went zip lining for the first time in my life and I'm afraid of heights. I left the country. I lost weight. I got back in the gym and I worked out. I did 100% of my rehab and was able to graduate from PT, physical therapy, within 30 days. I also provide hope to other people because again, that is why I'm still here. So in closing, why are you still here? Figure that out. Type it below. Let's connect on social media. My handles are at the conflict chick and at conflict chick. I also have a speaking business, Dawn Stone Speak. So if this is something or message you want to bring to your, your, your folks, let me know. Because I've decided not to be silent. I've decided to help leaders help themselves. I've decided to help those who cannot help themselves because someone helped me. Thank you for the team at Tenova that took care of me. Thank you for my family, my best friend. Thank you for my children who dressed me when I couldn't. Understand you are here. Now what you gonna do about it? That's it y'all, I'm out of here. Have an amazing day. Take good care of yourself and others and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.